Hi, and welcome to Recover Ed. In this series, we provide education on the disease of alcoholism, recovery, and the Magdalene Health Services. We hope these episodes serve as a valuable tool to help you better understand the alcoholic and our mission here at the Magdalene House. To receive more information on alcoholism and recovery, you can request a speaker at magdalenehealth.org education for in-person and virtual presentations. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Stephanie Crawford, and I am the host of this podcast, Recover Out Loud. And today on Recover Out Loud, we are going to be doing our educational series, Recover Ed. These, this series has actually become one of my favorites, and who would have thought? It comes out once a month on the first Monday of every month, and we have, this will be our fourth one, in honor of... Volunteer Appreciation Month! Yay! Yay! All right. So we are a nonprofit. The Magdalene House is a nonprofit, which means that um, a lot of what we do is dependent upon volunteers. And here at the Magdalene House, we love our volunteers so much, but I don't think any of us love them as much as these two ladies who are joining me today. So we're going to have our volunteer staff, Katie and Kelly, the most adorable duo you've ever seen in your whole life. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about our volunteer program, the benefits of volunteering, and anything else volunteer that comes up. So ladies, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Katie Youngman. I am the volunteer program manager here at the Magdalene House, and I have the best job out of everybody. And I am Kelly Williams. I'm the volunteer uh, coordinator here at the Magdalene House, and I, too, have the best job. (laughs) That's perfect for our first question. Why? I mean, because I think that, like, I have the best job ever, but why do you think you guys do? Why volunteer? Why work and volunteer? Well, I know, like, for myself, when I first got offered the position here to run the volunteer program, I was a little nervous because I didn't. I've never worked with volunteers before. I haven't done a whole lot of volunteering um, in my life, but I'm really, really glad that I took it on and I um, decided to, to start working here because it's just been like the absolute joy of my life to get to see the women and the people who come back and pour their love and support into our programs and the clients that we have is just, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, and when I first started uh, volunteering here, I I was a volunteer before I was on staff here. I was newly sober when I first found the Magdalene House. I actually didn't know anything about it. And so being on staff now and being able to um, facilitate volunteering for other newly sober women and even women with a a lot of sobriety and people who aren't alcoholics, it's just wonderful to be able to um, help people find ways to be useful um, here at Maggie's. Love that. And... One of the things we've been talking about as a staff is what is a Maggie's girl? And you, if you actually read what the Magdalene house is, it's a recovery community for alcoholic women, right? It's a community for alcoholic women. I want to get that across, which means that you do not have to go through our first step program or our next step program to be a Maggie's girl. Kelly is a perfect example (laughs) of that Um, and so I would just love to hear before we get into the other stuff like how how that came to be um, to where you got involved here and felt a part of and a part of the community 
So I, yeah, I didn't go to treatment at Maggie's. I didn't stay at Maggie's. You know, when I first got sober, I went through a different treatment program. And while I was in treatment or shortly thereafter, my sponsor directed me to go to Maggie's to start volunteering. And so, you know, what I love about Maggie's is that I I felt like I was just really welcomed with open arms um, because just simply because I wanted to be useful, like everybody else who was there also wanted to be useful. And so I feel like we all had this like common goal um, of, you know, all being useful. And so, you know, really, I I got involved with Maggie's because I was directed to to go there, um, you know, as part of my early sobriety. But I kept coming back because I really felt like I found um, a great community of of women to surround myself with. Oh, that's so awesome. So one of the key things that made you feel that way was our front desk volunteer, correct? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Tell me what was so special about about that volunteer. I still remember who it was, um, the person who was our front desk volunteer that day. And uh, so the first time I went to Maggie's, I was really nervous. Um, I moved to Dallas to go to treatment. And so I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any friends up here. You know, I had just moved into sober living. I didn't really know my roommates. um, And I really didn't know anything about the Magdalene house. So I walked up, you know, to this old house. We were still on Redwood back then. And, you know, I walked in through the door. I was nervous. I didn't really want to be there. I didn't know if I was going to come back. And the first person that I saw was our front desk volunteer. And she smiled at me. Um, She introduced herself to me. She got to know me. And she um, helped me to... um, you know, kind of find my way around. And she just made me feel really comfortable. And she made Maggie's feel just like a really safe and comfortable place to come back to. And so I felt I felt really welcome. She she really had a, a big impact on me. Um, you know, it made me feel like I wanted to keep coming back. That's so awesome. And so if you're listening to this, our front desk volunteer is one of the most important positions that we have here. Would you say that is correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're the first person a volunteer, a, a visitor, just in general, sees when they walk into the Magdalene House, and so I think personally that makes them the most important. That's awesome. What would somebody need to do if they wanted to be front desk volunteer? Well, the first step is to attend our volunteer orientation, and so you would do that by going to our website, MagdalenHouse.org/volunteers and clicking on new volunteer sign up. Once you submit all your information through the site, um, it'll flag us on our end to send you an email about orientation and then we'll get you scheduled for that. From there, you will learn about all the volunteer opportunities we have available, which there are quite a bit. And then if you're interested in getting trained for front desk, we can do that really quickly. Awesome. Are there any other volunteer opportunities that you wanna quickly shout out? Oh my gosh, it's so hard to pick just one. Yeah. No, not uh, you don't have to pick one. You can pick a handful. Okay, so I want to shout out our overnight volunteers because mm. they're just absolutely incredible and we could not um, we could not provide the services we do without them. Um, I want to shout out our Trader Joe's volunteers. Yeah. I saw Kelly over there. <laughs> Nod your head. Yeah. Yes. Um, the women, the ladies who come and, and take the clients out on walks every day, our neighborhood walk volunteers, um, our Maggie shopper, Maggie shoppers, a good one. <sighs> Kelly, tell the story. Oh, <laughs> um, 
Well, I mean, this just really highlights how important it is for us to have a shopper. Uh, there was one day recently where um, we actually, unfortunately, ran out of toilet paper here at the house. When you have so many women living together, of course, you know, you go through toilet paper kind of quickly. Um, and so we ran out of toilet paper. And if I had a shopper that day, I would have called my shopper and asked them to pick up a, a package or two of toilet paper. But fortunately, our chair, our meeting chair, was uh, more than willing to go out and pick out uh, pick up a couple of packs for us. So uh, she literally saved our butts. Yes, that's what I wanted <laughs> to hear. <laughs> so meeting chairs, that is also one of our volunteer opportunities. And this kind of, one of the things that um, I talked about, or that we talked, Ainsley and I talked about in 12-Step Immersion was, um, you know, the fact that we have so many women coming back because they believe in this yeah. message and they believe that this program works for them and they're coming back free. Um, it's just a really, it's a demonstration that this program works, yeah. right? And that our mission is so special. But it's also a great example of gratitude and action. That's right. Uh, yes, and I know how much Katie loves talking about gratitude and action. So I'm going to let her tell us what that means. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's about like, um, you know, a lot of our volunteers are alumna of the programs that we offer here. And so, you know, people will go through the house or they'll go through Next Step and talk about how life-changing it was and, and how much they loved it. And so you know, it's one thing to have like an attitude of gratitude. I think, you know, we, we've all heard that saying before, but it's like, what are you going to do to put that gratitude in action? So you can talk about being grateful all day long, but for me personally, like I can be in a state of gratitude, but when I go and I do something that shows how grateful I am, when I take action, which is, you know, what we're taught to do in this program, um, it takes on a whole new meaning. And so it's like putting your gratitude in action. And what does that look like? Um, and I think, yeah, I love what um, Ainsley, I was listening to that podcast this morning, but I love what she was saying about, you know, you come into the house, maybe you go through the first step program and, and at first you're a student. And then once you complete the program and you're and you go out and, you know, maybe you start next up, like, but then you become the teacher. So you get to go back into Maggie's um, and teach the classes and lead the meetings. And um, it's just really cool how full circle that comes. Mm-hmm. Did you like that podcast? I loved it. All right, I'm putting the link in the show notes Do for it. anybody who wants to listen to <laughs> Do it. it. I love that um, recover ed. Totally. So why is, why are the volunteers so important to the Magdalene House? Because you said something yesterday that I didn't know about the monetary value and like what that does for us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this for days. Um, so, well, first of all, I think our volunteers are, are essential to us because they help um, keep our budget sustainable. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a there's an organization that puts a monetary value each year on like how much one volunteer hour is worth to an organization. So the current value is $28.54, and they come up with that from a variety of different things. That's not exactly like you know a person's salary but it, it takes into account like how much it costs to train an employee and benefits and all of that and so $28.54 is a current average and so what that means for Maggie's is that's how much money a volunteer is literally saving us off of our bottom line expenses each year um, like when you think about our overnight volunteers and um, that's a 16-hour shift and they stay overnight and there's two of them that are giving freely of their time now if we had to hire staff to do what our overnight volunteers do, 
we wouldn't be able to help alcoholic women in the capacity that we do and offer like the high quality services that we do um, without them. What are the qualifications to be an overnight volunteer? Great question. You just have to have, um, you have to be an alcoholic woman in recovery. You have to have a minimum of six months sobriety and have had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. Unless, da 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 you're in next step, and then you can be in phase three of next step, but you still have to have had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. Which you cannot be in phase three of next step until you have had a spiritual awakening as the result of Love the it. steps. So. Yeah. One of the many perks of that program. One thing I do want to add, too, though, about overnights is, number one, you don't have to be an alumna of the program to be yes. an overnight volunteer. Thank you for saying that. That is not a requirement. Um, so any alcoholic woman um, who meets the other requirements can sign up to be an overnight volunteer. You don't have to do it um, every week. If you can only do once a month, that is amazing. If you can only be on the backup list to help out like in emergencies, that's amazing, too. The other thing I want to tell people is that our overnight volunteers do not have to stay up all night. <laughs> That's a common That's, misconception. Yes. They think that they have to be up all night, and, but our clients don't need around-the-clock you know, care like that. Um, and so you do get to stick to your normal schedule as you would if you were at home. You get to eat dinner and take a shower and sleep. You know, We have our, a whole room upstairs that is dedicated to the overnights. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for saying that, too. Um, all right. So the big book, which is a curriculum we use here, states that selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of our problem. Mm-hmm. Volunteering is definitely a way to treat that, right? But I'm a selfish and self-centered person, and <laughs> I can't think of why I would give myself to others until I was put in a place where it was going to kill me if I didn't. Um, <laughs> maybe those who are listening are just naturally more kinder than I am but anyways what are some of the personal benefits that somebody gets yeah that's a good question so you know I have always heard that like the best way to get self-esteem is to do esteemable acts I love that I know right it makes so much sense it's like um the best way to feel good about yourself is to do something that makes you feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and getting out of your head and being of service to another person works every time I think it gives people a sense of accomplishment, you know, like, look at me, look what I've done, I'm being so great, and, like, helping people, and that's a thousand percent true, I don't ever want to, like, take away from that, um, because I do think that um, there are times when, like, I need to feel like I'm doing something that makes me feel of value. Also, being a part of something that's bigger than yourself is key, being a part of something like a community, which is exactly what we have here at the Magdalene House. I mean, and I love that we were talking about that earlier um, about recovered alcoholic women and this great community, but it's not just that. We have a whole community of people who believe in and support our programs and what we do at Maggie's who are not alcoholics, who are not only just women. You know, I mean, there's a whole just huge community of people available to anyone. Um, Also, connection. I mean, I know, for example, during the pandemic, when everything was shut down, everyone was in lockdown. One of the things that I'm proud of is that we were able to create this whole like virtual volunteer program um, and we did it pretty quickly to be able to offer ways for people to give back and be of service and again to get out of their head. I mean, they're stuck at home. It was awful. And so, um, you know, connection is a huge thing. I know, especially for people in early recovery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, 
Kelly, do you want to talk about like personally, like what volunteering did for you specifically in early recovery? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I always talk to the, so once a week I talk to the the women in the house, um, about volunteering, um, like a week before they leave, I talk to them about how to start getting involved and stuff like that. And one of the things that I really like to talk about is my experience. So when I was in treatment, I was just focusing on my recovery. I was just focusing on, on the book and going through the steps with my sponsor, Um, And then as soon as I got out of treatment, all of the responsibilities that I had been putting off, like finding a job and paying these bills and, uh, you know, trying to mend relationships, all of these things that are like out of my control, they just kind of hit me in the face. And so being directed to go to Maggie's and get focused on other people was, um, it played a huge part in the quality of my early sobriety because it kept me focused not on myself, but on other people. So, and then there were so many other, you know, times where I was going through a difficult um, situation. Um, I remember there was one time where my dad uh, was diagnosed with cancer and, um, you know, I called my sponsor in a panic and she said, just go, go to Maggie's and help somebody. Go to, go attend a meeting, go see what needs to be done over there. Get, stop focusing on yourself and get focused on other people. You know, just the whole, I love The thing I love about Maggie's is that there are so many different opportunities to volunteer and to get involved that it's like, no matter what time of day it is, I know that there's something I can do at Maggie's um, to get myself focused on other people and to be of service to somebody else. Yeah, you wiped down yoga mats, didn't you? I did. That was the very first thing that I did. I wiped down some yoga mats. Love (laughs) it. You know, um, when you were talking, though, about the situation with your dad, you mentioned, you talked about that um, in your Step 12 talk, which I'll put the link to the show notes in there. What you didn't say this time, though, is by doing that, by being of service, you were actually able to show up better for mm. your family. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just, um, you know, helping out at Maggie's. It improves so many other parts of my life. Mm. Being able to be focused not on myself, it keeps me from being selfish in all other aspects of my life. And so, yeah. Yeah, it has that ripple effect. Absolutely. Love it. Um, So we love our volunteers. I think I already said that, but I'll say it again. And um, if you are here in our staff meeting every single week, you will hear Katie say, hug a volunteer, thank a volunteer. (laughs) So she really loves you anyways and we like to show our gratitude for our volunteers and um there's different ways that we do that one of my favorites is we do a raffle each month and so if uh you have volunteered even one hour correct that's right your name gets put into this raffle and then katie and kelly when i tell you guys they're the cutest things ever (laughs) they really are um they do this raffle and they might sing and they might dance for you they might wear mustaches (laughs) I mean it's the cutest and so that gets done as a Facebook live once a month in our Maggie's women's group and so if you're an alcoholic woman in recovery and you want to join that Facebook group I will also put the link to that in the show notes but another thing we do here is we do volunteer of the month and right now we are in the mar the month of March. Mm -hmm. This will go out in April. Our volunteer of the month for March is Diane Brooks. So congratulations to Diane Brooks. If you see her say congratulations. And the cool thing about, um, well, I'll stop talking. Why did you choose Diane Brooks? Yeah, well, okay. So we chose Diane because she was a longtime volunteer board member. 
Um, she has been an integral part of our family support committee for many, many years. Um, she's currently joined the, um, the outreach uh, committee as a volunteer. She donates meals regularly once a month for the last year, over a year she's been doing that. Um, she's just a huge part of what we do here. And like we, our family support committee would not be the same without her. Um, and so we just really wanted to recognize her for her service and just always being so dedicated and pouring love into the Magdalene house. So is she an alcoholic? No, she is not. She is a, fa- a recovered family member. So she has a loved one that is an alcoholic. And so what you're saying is you don't have to be an alcoholic to volunteer at the Magdalene house. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Love it. And also our family support group is completely run by volunteers as well. And so yeah. that's absolutely amazing. So if you've been affected by this disease and, and the family aspect and, and you want to do something to give back, I'll put the link to that in the show notes yeah we would love to have you how do you determine who the volunteer of the month is well we don't go off of hours it's not the volunteer who has spent the most time here over the month it is more so off of service and and how what have they done um that has gone they've gone out of their way to be helpful and to um, they just deserve recognition so a lot of times we'll get with staff and ask if there's anybody on their mind or on their heart that they want to um, nominate for volunteer of the month or we'll just kind of Kelly and I sit together the first week of every month and it's like one of my favorite things to do and we talk about who, okay who's going to be volunteer of the month this month and it's just a really fun thing because we love to recognize and show our appreciation to our volunteers as, um, as much as we can. Mm. What about somebody who has like a jam-packed busy schedule is there ways that they can still volunteer yeah absolutely no matter what your schedule is there's always something that you can you can do to be helpful at the Magdalene house we have a bunch of house needs that need to be met so one of the ways that you can you can be helpful to the Magdalene house is just to take a look at our house needs list we have that posted in our community room um, on our whiteboard and we also occasionally post it on the um the Maggie's Women's Group Facebook page. Um, so if you see something on there, if you're out shopping already and you know that we need toilet paper. <laughs> we always need toilet paper. Yes, toilet paper, bottled water, um, all that jazz. You can just pick up an extra pack and bring it on over to the Magdalene house. We also have an Amazon wish list as well. So we can make it really easy for you to, um, to donate things to Maggie's. Um, you can also, if you don't have time to cook, you can always order a meal and have it delivered here to the house. A lot of our um, meal donors do that. So if you don't cook like me, I don't cook. Same. <laughs> yeah, you, you're more than welcome to order a meal and have it delivered. Even if you're just, you just have an hour in your day, like an hour per week, there's things that can be done here at the Magdalene House. Um, it takes less than an hour, like washing comforters, um, Wiping down yoga mats. Wiping down yoga mats, exactly. Um, There's just a bunch of different things that can be done um, around the house, a bunch of little things that really add up. You know what I mean? Mm. Also, um, we have social media posts that can be shared just to help to spread awareness of the Magdalene House. I'm so glad you said that because I would not have thought about that as a way to be of service and a way to be helpful, but that's super important. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Just to, you know, make sure that people are aware of of what we offer um, and the cool things that are happening at the Magdalene House. Like we have, you know, different events that happen here every so often. And so just making sure that people are aware of those so they can come and have a fun time with us. Yeah. Love it. Is there something I want to add, too, that I was thinking as you were talking, Kelly? 
you know, as women in recovery, we should be going to 12-step meetings anyways. Um, and so if you're planning on going to a meeting, come to the one at Maggie's because yes. that is being of service. Showing up and sitting your bottom in a chair and being an example of what it looks like to either be in recovery in the process of recovery or be recovered is priceless to our clients. I know that I wouldn't have believed that this thing would work for me if I hadn't seen it working in others. So, Yes, please come to our meetings. We want you here. Why don't you put the uh, meeting schedule link in the show notes? Girl, you already <laughs> knew I was going to. <laughs> Literally, I was about to say, I'll put the link in the show notes. Anyway, we'll move on. What are some of the things? Oh, first of all, what are your plans for Volunteer Appreciation Month? Because that's literally all I hear you talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to host a luncheon for our top 20 or 25 volunteers. Um, we'll see how many land in there. We're doing something a little different this year. In the past, we've done, you know, just we've done it on hours alone. And what happens is that usually excludes like a lot of people who don't have a lot of time to show up but still need to be recognized. And um, so what we're going to do is the top two or maybe three from each category. So top two or three front desk, top two or three Maggie Shopper overnights, that kind of thing. And then we'll also um, recognize our volunteer of the year, who we all already know who that's going to be, but we're <laughs> keeping it tight-lipped. <laughs> yeah. So Stay if, tuned. If I hear that that gets out before <laughs> the luncheon, you guys, no. Um, and but congratulations to our volunteer of the year. Yeah. So that's going to actually go out on, I think, I want to say it's Saturday the 23rd, if that's the correct date. On social media, um, you guys will be able to see it and on our website. And then we're going to do some fun social posts and a couple of other um, fun little things that are a surprise. Awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I know you're putting a lot of work into it now, but it's going to totally pay off. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So, all right. I want you to tell this story because you wrote the blog, Gratitude in Action, which I'll put the link in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) But you, in it, you... You tell this story. Can you just say it on on the air here? Yeah. So how do I start? Well, you know, I, before I was on staff here at the Magdalene House, I had gone to a meeting or two here and there at Maggie's, and I'd volunteered a couple of times. And I really, like, took notice of, like, there was just something magic in the air. And I couldn't tell what it was, but I, I knew that, like, it was intriguing. And you know, I had started working at this other facility and I was running their alumni program and I remember really struggling to get people to come back and come to meetings and, and all of those things. And so I had called Chloe and asked her, like, what is it about Maggie's that's so special? I don't understand. How do you get them to keep coming back? And, you know, I, I'll never forget what she said. Um, she said, it's the women. Like, they come back because somebody did it for them. You know, it's that... Um, like thing that we were talking about earlier about the the student becoming the teacher and they take ownership over this place like it's their home mm-hmm. and they feel um this this debt of service to the Magdalene house because again someone did it for them and they just they want the next lady to have the same experience and I was like oh my god that's it like mm-hmm. that is it. it and it's so special and it's really something magical to witness I want to you know I was thinking about this story last night and there was a time when we first moved into this new house and there was a girl who came in to, to the first step program and she was gray and she looked dead in the eyes and she just looked awful. And, you know, as we do when we come in and we're, we're coming off alcohol 
And I got to watch her, you know, through her two-week journey here. And, you know, the light started to come on. And, sh- and I could see her get excited about her life again. And, you know, she, she got out. She got into Next Step. Um, she kept coming back to meetings. And I remember walking in one day. She'd probably been out of First Step maybe a, m- a month, two at the most. And she was sitting. Oh, my God. It's going to make me cry. She was sitting knee to knee with a current client in the house. And they were reading through the big book together. And it was like, that is what this is all about. That makes everything worth it just to see that and to be able to provide that safe space for women to be able to do that like there's nothing in the world like it and so Mm -hmm. I think that that's the secret handshake that people have caught on to in our community and that's what makes it special yeah and that's also why 12-step immersion is so important and so special right because that is what you get from 12-step recovery that you don't get other places yeah I mean, this girl was literally dying, and to see her, and then she was alive and helping another woman who was dying. It's, I, I can't. It's I, the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I remember one time I was walking downstairs, and literally every girl in the house was, like, in their big book reading, and it was yeah. the coolest thing to see, you know, to see women, like, who want to be here and are so serious about their recovery, and then to see them come back, it's just it's amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Now, I'm going to ask Kelly this first, and then you're going to share because I already know what you're going to talk about, but you already shared a beautiful story. So now it's Kelly's turn. <laughs> uh, Kelly, what is one of your favorite volunteer memories from being on staff? Uh, well, I am i haven't been on staff for, for too long, so I'm sure the longer I'm here, the more favorite opportunities I'll have. But one of my favorite, or not opportunities, memories, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite memories or volunteer shenanigans that, that mm-hmm. I can think of is um, there was a 16-year-old young man who um, got into some trouble and uh, needed a way to do community service. But because, you know, he was underage, there's not a lot of opportunities for him to be able to do community service. And so he heard about the Magdalene House from like a friend of a friend, and we were able to um, accommodate him here. He helped us out with Trader Joe's and um, different things around the house. And so I don't have any kids, and so I didn't really know how how to interact with him at first, but like seeing him come here and it was almost like he wasn't doing community service. Like mm-hmm. he was excited to be here. And he even said at one point while he was here that he was excited to be able to come back. Like he wow. wanted to come back after he was done with his community service. Um, and so just seeing somebody, you know, so young mm-hmm. get so excited about volunteering here was just really cool. It was yeah. really neat. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. And that also shows too, again, you don't have to go through the house. Mm-hmm. You can be at any age mm-hmm. and we'll find something for you to do yeah so awesome katie go ahead yeah i love this story so um back when we were moving to our new location here on gaston you know when we were getting ready to do that there were talks of us having to suspend services for a few weeks um just so that we could get everything situated and and everything put together here at the new location and because of our volunteers who showed up like i've never seen we, we didn't have to do that. And so I think in total we had like 90-something volunteers donate over 800 hours over the course of like three weeks, which is pretty incredible. And it was really chaotic and amazing. But they did that to make sure that this house was set up and ready to go. And I mean from every single tiny little detail, they had 
they put the beds together for the ladies. They they stocked the pantry and organized it and washed all the linens and got all the pots and pans put away, got, you know, our admin offices set up. They put together the chairs. I mean, every little thing so that the clients who were at Redwood, our old location, were able to come door to door and just walk in and um, be able to start programming here. And I just, when I say that, because I say this a lot, when I say that volunteers help keep our doors open, that is literally what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. in a perfect example of that, you know, we did not have to suspend services, which was an amazing, amazing thing. Because when you think of two weeks, that's a lot of alcoholic women that um, wouldn't have been able to get the help that they Mm -hmm. desperately needed. So I I just can't speak to how amazing our volunteers are. It gives me chills just talking about it. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. And we're about to come up with on our one year of being here. Yeah. And what a reason to celebrate. (laughs) That's right. Right, Katie? Yes, absolutely. Yes. All right, we're getting to the top of the half hour. <laughs> I, you both are obviously very proud of the work our volunteers do and are very proud of, the, of Maggie's. And I mean, we're all proud of Maggie's and the work that we all do here. And But like, what are you most proud of of our volunteer program? Oh, um, a lot. I think one of the things that I'm most proud about with our program is how many different opportunities we have um, available for everyone. You know, there's there's always something to do here at Maggie's, even if regardless of who you are, if you're in recovery, if you're not, um, if you're a family member, um, if you're a man, a woman, apparently if you're a 16 year old kid, <laughs> we've got something for you too. So there's just a, a plethora of volunteer opportunities that we have available. I really love how easy we make it for people to volunteer and to be of service, you know, because For me, you know, when I was newly sober, I didn't really know how to do a whole lot. And so just being able to come here and, you know, do something simple like yoga mats and and, uh, wiping yoga mats, that that was, um, you know, that was great for me. So Mm -hmm. there's something for everybody here. Yeah, I would say I agree with what Kelly said, but I would also say that I'm proud of the culture of our volunteer community and the support and the love and each and every one of them and how dedicated they are and you know that you get to witness friendships being made and people are supportive and they they pick up shifts and you know I I personally never like if I if we need something done especially if it's an emergency we always find someone to do it it's we've never gone without I did this volunteer manager training thing when I first started here and with a bunch of other um, workers from other nonprofits, and they were always talking about like, oh, we struggle to find volunteers to fill our shifts, and we and we struggle with this. And I'm like, I, I don't have that problem, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, our volunteers are just like none other, and so I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm putting you on the spot because I knew okay. you were going to answer that question and make it all about them, which is very true. I'm not taking away from that. But tell me something that you have done that you're proud of. Oh, my goodness. Because um, you've really taken this program and you've helped grow it. I mean, we had to hire another staff member. Yeah. I'm proud of Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm proud can, of Kelly, too. I, can, I am. I really I am. am. God, we I drive, love her. I oh, drive stop. to work every day, like, just so thankful that she's in my life. <laughs> um, I would say I'm proud of, I'm proud of the virtual um, program that I was able to help facilitate during, you know, the shutdown. I'm proud of the fact that we've been able to like double our hours from the year before since I started. 
yeah, and then just kind of what Kelly was saying, like the amount, the creativity that we have in coming up with different opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'm proud that I can offer group projects to people, to businesses and corporations, and be able to cater that mm-hmm. to their specific needs or wants. Well, that's a great thing that you mentioned because my final question is, what are your plans for the future? Oh, great question. <laughs> I'm planning on building out the relationships um, that we have with corporations. And what I mean by that is being able to kind of, like I said, offer service projects or company give back days where they can bring their employees and be of service and, um, you know, just kind of give back to their community. So I'm really looking forward to doing that and branching out into, you know, it doesn't even have to be a corporation. Like if you and your small business and your team or your family business wants to come and do something, your church group, um, your, your, you know, quilting league i don't know <laughs> Whatever is there a quilting league is that a thing i think so <laughs> whatever it is that you're involved with your group if you guys want to do something to give back to the community we can make it happen and so i'm i'm looking forward to do that because what not only am i offering that for them i think that by doing so we're spreading awareness to the broader community about our services and mm-hmm. you know we are always trying to let people know that we're here and we're free <laughs> yes yes girl all right any final words from either of you I just have had so much fun and I yeah. just wanted to thank you for inviting us to do this and for letting us you know highlight our volunteers and in, in the program because I think any chance that we get to shout them out I will take it yes. they're amazing they are amazing so if you have loved what you heard or even if you liked what you heard please leave us a review I say this every episode I'm gonna say it again it is not about the review What your review does is it puts out this thing in the algorithm world, however that works, to make our podcast more available. And what that does is it helps alcoholics and their families be able to hear, experience strength, and hope. And then on top of that, it spreads awareness about our services. And like we already said, people need to know that we are here. They need to know that they can recover and can get high-quality care. I can't stress that enough. High-quality care from a staff that really, really cares um, at absolutely no cost. So you don't have to have resources. You don't have to have money. You can, you don't even have to be in the state of Texas because we're privately funded. So like you can come from anywhere, come as you are, as long as you're a woman, um, <laughs> and, and you can recover here. And so literally your review can save a life. all right anyways i love you guys so much thank you so much for listening and see you next time Bye. bye this podcast is from the magdalene house a recovery community for alcoholic women We are a nonprofit organization located in Dallas, Texas, and we provide comprehensive recovery services to alcoholic women at absolutely no cost. You can learn more and support our mission at MagdalenHouse.org.